people not only don't they don't understand how the government works, they don't understand like who cares? Like why should we do this? This is Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. I'm Shannon Powell. Education journalist Holly Corby says the disappearance of civics education from our nation's classrooms is one of the biggest threats to our democracy. I caught up with Holly at a busy coffee shop in Nashville, Tennessee. In her new book, Building Better Citizens, A New Civics Education for All, Holly argues that without civics education, we face a whole new generation of Americans who don't understand how government works and why the future of our republic is at stake. How would you define civics? Sure. Um, Civics is learning how to be a citizen and that there are several uh, factors to that. Um, One is learning about the Democratic Republic and learning about the roots of our government and learning the function of how it works um, and learning how to be active in that government. But then there's there's another piece that I feel like gets ignored a lot and that is um, why it's important. And I think that one thing where our education is failing kids right now is teaching kids why it's important to be a citizen and why it's important to um, participate. And I feel like that's the that's the secret ingredient, you know. How did the idea of doing the book come about? Sure. So I did um, a story for Edutopia. Right? Which is? Uh, Edutopia is the George Lucas Educational Foundation where I'm a freelancer and um, it focuses, it's a, it's a site that is for educators and school leaders. So I did a story um, after the 2016 presidential election um, about teachers making a realization. So we had been contacted by a lot of teachers saying after that election was so divisive that a lot of the behaviors that we were seeing among adults, they were also seeing among kids in schools and teachers were very concerned. So it was actually educators who first alerted me to this issue like, oh my gosh, we are not talking about civics. And when the election got really divisive, it really shows. So I had written a story about how teachers were kind of on their own figuring out how to incorporate a civics lesson into what they were already teaching. And the teachers were like an English language arts teacher and a science teacher, so not your traditional social studies, but they were finding ways to pull civics in. And the story really got a lot of attention because I think that so many people were thinking about how we dropped the ball. Right. So when you started looking at civics and you were doing this, you were writing this piece, you realized that there was no comprehensive civics education across the United States. That's right. So most states have a one semester um, civics requirement and some states don't have any. I mean, the the state of Massachusetts had none. Um, had no civics requirement at all. So, so this was shocking, right? Oh, it was totally shocking. And it totally um, made sense when you added up all those. I mean, I don't know if you had looked at recent surveys where, you know, the majority of Americans don't know what's in the First Amendment. The majority of Americans don't know um, about the Holocaust. The majority of Americans don't know how many branches of government we have. So it kind of added up to me that, of course, of course, Americans don't know that. We haven't been teaching it. Right. So, right, this is one of those aha moments where, yeah. oh my gosh, we actually aren't teaching this, so now I need to find out how to remedy it, correct? It, well, exactly. I mean, I'm a journalist, so I wanted to go out and see what was happening 
as far as civics education was concerned. And so um, there's a, a national there's a national test that's given every four years on civics, and it showed about 25 percent of eighth graders are proficient in civics. So that was very alarming to me. Um, so what I found when I went out into the field was that there were um, some grassroots groups that were coming up um, that had realized this was a priority. There were some individual teachers that were working really hard on this. And then, you know, starting toward the end of my writing it in 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. um, there are some state houses that are really uh, picking up the, Massachusetts is one of them. Um, that are making more comprehensive civics education laws. So what was the most shocking thing that you found? I mean, aside from the fact that there just is no civics education, which is shocking enough right. in and of itself, but was there one thing or were there a number of things that just kind of jumped out? Sure. I mean, off the top of my head, I think the thing that really d bothered me the most was um, some research that had come out of Stanford that um, where they interviewed um, thousands of middle school kids across the country and found that the vast majority, 85% of them, could not tell the difference between a news article and an ad on the internet. So I think that that one really shook me to my core. And Sam Weinberg, who is head of the Stanford History Education Group, who conducted this research, I write a whole chapter about him in the book, he basically said to me in an interview something like, if we don't fix this really soon, we're going to take democracy down because not being able to tell what is true creates this sort of, they call it truth decay, where if you, if you can't tell the difference, you soon block everything out and you become very cynical and believe that nothing is true. Right. And that was, that to me, that's the most disturbing finding of the whole thing. We don't have any evidence-based ways to protect ourselves from it. So, you know, one of the um, examples that Weinberg gives, which is just so shocking, is like, you know, they would show college students um, a, a couple of articles, and even having the college students try to figure out who was behind this website. Who put up this website? Where is the money coming from? These, where are these opinions coming from? Right. So I think we have a long way to go to make things more clear to people. Um, in the meantime, Weinberg and his team are trying to devise um, uh, an evidence-based curriculum, media literacy curriculum um, for kids, and they have found that the most reliable people to know, to, who can tell the difference between truth and untruth on the internet are journalistic fact checkers. Yes. So they are trying to model the curriculum for kids after the fact checkers at the New Yorker. The uh, challenge we have in the United States is that education, you know, it's on a state by state basis. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, so his, what is his answer that we should again be able to, we should start to incorporate this kind of literacy into Every subject. Every, every subject. subject, starting early, because we all use the internet and we right, all for use the papers, internet for, for everything. Right. right. Yes. So it's so what he wants to create is something like a digital driver's license for kids, where you have to understand the basic concepts of the internet and pass a test where you get like license to use the internet. And he wants that for every single American, because he said if we don't. Um, just think about where we are now. The internet is so new. What's going to happen a decade from now mm -hmm. if we don't start teaching people how to differentiate? So when you talk about grassroots groups coming in and trying to really take the reins of um, pushing this, the need for civics education, like what are some examples? 
of what they're doing. Sure. Well, so one of the grassroots groups I write about in the book um, is called Generation Citizen. So this is led by um, a, a young guy whose father was a diplomat and he's lived all over the world and his father helped negotiate, um, helped bring democratic governments um, into power around the world. So Scott has had like a first-hand view of how important democracy is. So he came back to America and started Generation Citizen to teach young people about the importance of democracy. And the way that he's doing it is through a new trend called Action Civics. So Action Civics is where the, um, the class comes together and votes on a, a, a problem in their community that they want to tackle. And so then they pick a, a problem, like let's say it's gun violence. And so then the class decides what can they do? How can they make change in their community through gun violence? So they start doing things like canvassing the neighborhood, talking, interviewing locals about how they feel, and then um, interacting with their local government. So, he, so Generation Citizen is hoping to teach people that democracy is something that you do. It is not something that you sit back and let happen to you, that if you want democracy, you have to get out there and be a part of it, and it's really exciting. It's a living, breathing thing, That's democracy. Right. That and you have to participate. You have to flex that muscle, That's you have to right. keep it going. That's right. So now, if I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm like, wow, this is really important, I want to get involved, I want to find out you know, what my community is doing, what was your advice for somebody? Well, um, let's see. That's, that's a great question. I would say that the first step is to talk to your local schools and find out what are they doing in terms of civics. Because I feel like a lot of the, the number one issue is raising awareness that we're not teaching enough of it. And just bringing it to the attention of your local school board or your principal. Hey, what are you doing? We're interested in hearing about your civics initiatives. Um, I would say that that would be number one. Also, there are, in my book, Building Better Citizens, there's a huge list of resources of um, parenting and educational tools that you can use um, to find out more. Gotcha. Um, any final message that you'd like to get across? Sure. I mean, I, I think the message is that we are not teaching civics right now. We are not teaching civics to young people. We're going to have a whole generation of kids ready to vote and not understand um, what is at stake in our democracy. So I, I think that my message is let's all make sure that young people have access to the education so that we can save our democracy. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Indivisible Westchester is a proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Most importantly, keep on resisting.